Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Ann Ukinen. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is different. This is new. This is good. I can do it. It doesn't matter what you're doing, but we can do it and it can be good because God makes all things good. And you're about to receive the good word of the Lord this morning. Uh, if you would turn with me, we're going to go and we're going to explore a little bit of the Christmas story, if you will. But I think the Christmas story is not just a Christmas story for Christmas. I think that uh, we can celebrate it every day. Just like we, we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we can celebrate it every day. We can celebrate his death and burial and rese resurrection every day. Uh, it's We were in him in the foundations of the world. And that was including Jesus's birth, his burial, death and resurrection and everything that he did. And so, and we're with him and we're walking and we're seeing all his good things unfold. So if you would turn with me into Matthew, Matthew 1, that's super easy to find. I don't think you'll have any troubles finding Matthew 1. And then, uh, and actually you can then just turn the page to Matthew 2 and there you'll be. Hallelujah. I, I, it's so wonderful. I love to uh, share uh, with my students, all, like the Christmas story, the Easter, uh, sharing God, uh, God's word with the children. And it's so fun that can, when I, as I'm, I'm explaining things to them, that are quite, they're grasping it in pieces. It's so wonderful how God's word is unfolding in their lives, but also unfolding in a deeper level in my life. It doesn't matter who you talk to, you're speaking God's word and it's just alive and it continues to grow. And I see that growth in, in everything that I do and his word and it's just, it continues to be alive. And that's what it's, it, how it grows in your life and you get to learn new things about it. And, you, and you're like, you read a scripture, you're like, well, I read that, I've read that quite a few times and, and I see it differently. And so I want us to go into uh, and see where Joseph encounters uh, an angel. So in, uh, hallelujah, it is windy, praise the Lord. Okay, all right, in Matthew 1, 18. Hallelujah. Okay. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. I love the King James Version. I'm just going to read this again. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. It happened this way. When his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, before they were married, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. So here we are, I love that word privily, or privately. He finds out that Mary's pregnant. And oh, she's pregnant. And what does he decide to do? 
he decide he decides that you know what i'm going to call this whole thing off not going to marry her and i'll do it privately you know when someone wrongs you is it do you deal with it privately that's just a, a little question i have for you is it private or do you tell the whole world about what was wronged or who wronged you well joseph really felt that he was wrong wrong and wronged enough that he should cancel his uh i just need some what are these oh thank you <laughs> paper clips a god's help in metal form hallelujah praise jesus thank you lord there we go But what we learn when we read this is that Joseph must have cared for Mary. If you care for someone, you're not going to go and, and shout it out to the rooftops about how someone wronged you so very bad. And in this situation, we know, we know what happens and we know what happened and he finds out later. But in the instant, he could be thinking, you know what, like, what kind of story is this? She wronged me. She betrayed me. And yet, he loves her enough to want to, to end it, but end it privately, end it well. And, and he cared for her. He was an honorable man. He was a true man. He wanted to stand for what was right. Even though someone wronged him, he was willing to do what was right and just and true in the situation. He didn't want to damage her reputation. Now, had it gone another way, I mean, when someone's pregnant, out, you know, and, uh, you know, is that damaging of a reputation? It shouldn't have to be. Some people, things happen. Life happens. Sometimes we see sin. Sometimes we don't see the sin, that pe but people might be wearing it in a different way. Sometimes it looks really like you're wearing it, wearing that sin. But you know what? God forgives sin. God forgives it all. And if God forgives it, why then shouldn't we? Forgiveness. Forgiveness, we forgive. Not because they said sorry. We forgive because he forgave us. And forgiveness doesn't come after an apology. It comes in our heart. And so here, Joseph didn't, didn't want to engage in this, this situation anymore. And he had plans, he had dreams, and he had hopes. You know, when you, you know, you think about a wedding, I, I think back to my wedding. I had plans, I had, I had like, I, first of all, there was planning the wedding. That's one thing. And then you have to like plan the marriage and how you live and how you work and how you're gonna be together, getting to know each other before the, the very special event where you become one. And Joseph had dreams and hopes, he had plans that all of a sudden died that day because Mary became pregnant. And so the, his old plans were gone. They were no longer. Let's go back to there where it says, now Joseph being a just man, and this is Matthew 1, 8, 19, not to make her a public example was minded to put her away privily. But when he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream saying, Joseph, Thou son of David, fear not, and take unto thee Mary, thy wife, 
for that which is, uh, which is conceived of, of her is the Holy Ghost. Joseph had plans and they got interrupted. His plans got interrupted by a heavenly plan, God's plan for his life. And so here he got instruction. And sometimes I wonder when we're struggling with God's plan and finding out what God's plan for our life is, he speaks, he speaks, he hears his word. His word unfolds. It says, ask and he'll, and he'll give. And we're asking, when we're asking about God's plan for our life, he gives us his plan for his life. But then there's this struggle on the inside that says, well, I don't want that plan. I don't want to do that plan. I have my plan. I thought it would look this way. I thought that I would marry Mary this way. And this would go, it would go this way. And many times the struggle is not, not knowing God's plan, but maybe not wanting to get in line with God's plan. Ouch, that can be a little struggle to, to wrestle with. But sometimes that's how it is. We think how it's supposed to go. It's supposed to go this way. Or I had in my mind that it was supposed to happen this way. Or God was supposed to move in this way. And you know what? God has never moved how he's supposed to move. He's always moved miraculously in wonders, wonderful ways, mighty ways, ways that are out of our box of supposed to be like this. He moves outside them. And we want to allow those ways and those plans to be an operation in our life. And so the angel goes to Joseph and tells him more. It says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call him Jesus, for he shall save the people from their sin. And this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is interpretive, God with us. Wow, this was a new plan to do. This was a new plan to walk in. This was a new way. God gives and confirms instructions. He always does that. He gave Joseph instructions that you shall call this baby Emmanuel. He will be God with us. And then not only that, it's confirmed in his word. God always con confirms his word. If the message is not in aligned with his word, it's not his message. It's not from him. It doesn't come from him. And that's why it's so important that we know God's word, because then we can spot when it's not his word, or we can spot when it's just a little bit off, because those times are the times. Did not God say that you could eat every fruit in the garden? Hmm. And causing doubt in the little bit. Hallelujah. But God confirms things and his word agrees and his plan comes with instructions. So let's look at this whole thing from another perspective. 
let's just jump over to Luke 1. And we're going to see some other instructions. We're seeing God's plan unfold from another person. I love it when people say yes to God's plan, yes to his vision, yes to his word. And here we have Mary in, uh, in verse 30, Luke 1 verse 30. And the angel said to her, fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Wow, that's the same word that Joseph got, that his name shall be Jesus. His word matches. It agrees. It's one. It's always agreeing. His word always agrees. Hallelujah. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the most uh, of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there shall be no end. Wow, this is a wonderful plan. Mm -hmm. Mary had plans too. She had plans to marry Joseph. I don't think she thought when she was planning and Joseph proposed to her that he thought, you know what, this, this plan's whole gonna get interrupted and God's gonna come in and talk to us and tell us we're gonna bear Jesus. It's a little bit of a surprise, but she laid aside her plans and got a hold of God's plan. And isn't it a wonderful plan that she said yes to? When you say yes to God's plan in your life, it's wonderful. Lives are impacted for God's glory. Hallelujah. Whew, I'll just read that again. And she will, he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there shall be no end. And then unto the Mary, uh, then said Mary to, unto the angel, how should this be seeing I know, no, know not a man? You know what? God's okay with you asking questions. It's all right to respond. And this question I think anyone might ask, how can this be? How can this be that God can have a, a child in the, in, the in the world, in the earth? How can it be me? Just asking a question. It's okay to ask God your questions. And he answers them, just like the answer is given here. And the angel said unto her, the Holy Spirit shall come upon thee and in the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And therefore also, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived in her old age. This is the sixth month with her, who was also called barren. She was barren, but now she is having a child. Praise the Lord. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Isn't that interesting? I love that quote. And look where it is. It's with a little a girl, just a teenager just a young girl, and here, God's word, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible. You're sitting there thinking, oh, how can that be? Nothing. Nothing is impossible for God. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. 
and the angel departed from her. Are we responding like Mary? Are we saying, according to your word, let, it let your word be, let it be. Or are we still clinging to our plans? Are we, Joseph and Mary laid down their, their plans of what their life would look like. Can you lay your, down your plans for what your life will look like? Honestly, it's way better to lay down those plans. They're worth nothing compared to God and what he wants to do in your life. His love, his joy, his peace. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Eventually they'll stop. Anyway, plans are consistent and from God and they match up. Notice that we see Mary, we see her plans and we see Joseph's plans and they align. I, I love that uh, this all happened before Mary and Joseph got married. God and his integrity with covenant is absolute. And he did not surprise them after they were married, but in fact said, invited them both into this plan before they were married so that when they cut covenant and when they got married, they knew exactly what they were getting into and what they were agreeing to and what they were speaking for. And that's so important that God would never tell people in covenant different things. And so when we're in covenant together with the Lord, each of us in a body, in this body, the body of Christ, what God tells you will agree and be the same as what God tells me. Maybe not, maybe not everything. Like, I don't need to know everybody's plan exactly. But the pastors here at Celebration Life are know that part of your plan is if you're going to this church and you're attending this church and a part of this body, it's gonna match up. What your gifts are going to match in with us. And you're going to be able to do what you're called to do in this environment. And it will agree because we're in covenant together as a part of his body. And so the word that he tells you will edify and strengthen you in your plan, but it will also edify and strengthen me if you're following God's plan. But anyway, <laughs> you know, we want to follow his plan. Lay aside those thoughts and ideas that really are nothing. I want to have hopes and dreams what the Lord gives to me because they're going to be even better than what I could think up on my own. Hallelujah. And so one flesh, we're one flesh working together in the body. I mean, we can't have, you know, the body, my body's here. It would be really not great if my leg was in Hawaii right now. I need my body to be all here. I need my body, all the members being in the right place. And so you, you wanna be in the right place. And you know when you're in the right place. I always know when I'm in the right place and when I'm hearing, when I'm at peace. When I'm making decisions and there's lots of decisions you have to make in life and you're, you're stuck between
two, here they are. There's the two decisions. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't matter, but sometimes it does. And you'll be like, may I want to do that, but that's from the Lord. Or I don't really want to, but I think I should. That's from the Lord. He shows us and he guides us. And so when I'm at peace with a decision, I know it's from him. I know. And, and when usually when you're like, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? You want to do the thing that God told you not to do. That's just usually what that is. It's usually been it for me when I've been wrestling with a choice is because I've been wrestling because I haven't wanted to do what God told me to do. <laughs> Trust me, you don't have to wrestle. You can just choose quick. It can be a quick choice. It can be quick. It can be quick. It can be easy. We only let it to be hard. So the instructions will agree. And we know that all things in Romans 8, 28, it says, we don't know that all things work together for good according to them who love God, who are called according to his purpose. I know things will work out. They have to. We're God's people. We love God. We're called according to his purpose. And so if we're called according to his purpose, I want to do his purpose. I want to do his word. I want to obey his word and follow his word. Well, let's go back to Matthew. Going back, interesting here. <laughs> Praise Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can't imagine doing this with the, some five-year-olds watching me. We'll go a different way. Let me tell you, you have to be prepared. So. Thank you for your patience. Hallelujah. So here we have in Matthew, let's go back to Matthew uh, uh, 24 and 25. It says, and Joseph being raised from sleep did as the angel of the Lord bidded him and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. Sometimes the things we have to do are hard. He had to leave Mary alone. You know, I bet he had different plans. He was all excited. Here I have, I have my wife. But he decided to honor God's plan and obey God's plan. And look at how it worked out. You know, do you want to be known that way? That you're honoring, honoring others? listening and obeying God's word, listening to, his, un, 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 listening to his instructions and laying aside your understandings of a matter. You know, it was explained to Mary what was happening, what was going to happen, but my understanding of how, how uh, a baby is conceived and her understanding was probably pretty similar. Maybe even more so me because I know all the science now and I took bio 12 and so I know a whole lot more about it than Mary probably did. But she knew enough to go, how can this be? And then the answer might not have completely answered the whole thing, but she said, be it unto me as your word says. What your word says, I believe it, it will happen. And so there comes a point where we say, I don't understand. I don't understand how this is going to be. Uh, 
And we wrestle with understanding too, just like we wrestle with plans. When we're wrestling with plans, that's kind of us wanting to do our own thing. When we're wrestling with understanding, that's because we've got our understanding in our hand and we're not willing to let our understanding, let it go and, take, and, and, and accept God's understandings of a matter. Having faith and trust in his word and maybe not knowing how it will be exactly, but know that because he said it, it will happen. That's important. We want to incorporate it. We want to incorporate God's understanding with what we already know. When sometimes it's time to lay what we already know aside and to look for something different. And that includes even what we've, we understand so far in the Lord. Maybe he has something new for us, something new to understand. And can we lay aside what we think we know and what we think we understand and lay a hold what he wants to pour into our hearts and to, into our minds and into our lives. His ideas to get his plan to be functioning in our life in fullness. Listening also includes obedience. So let me tell you, you can be sitting in a congregation hearing and not listening. You can be at home listening and not hearing. You can be in my classroom, sitting at the carpet, watching me the entire time and still not get what I'm asking or what I told you to do. How do I know? Because I have like five or six kids come to me and say, what do I do? When I told them already what to do. So sometimes we don't hear. <laughs> sometimes we don't listen and enact it in a good way. Proof of listening in my class is them actually doing what I asked them to do. And so there's the proof. And uh, thinking back to where, you know, where like, you know, when people are wearing their sin, there's the proof of obedience or lack of obedience. We see in your life, the proof of your word. You, it, do we see joy enacted in your life? I, in Pastor Gwen, I mean, you can't deny the joy that is enacted in her life. And that's from obedience. Every day has not been joyful for her. Oh, super joyful. Sure, she'd be the first to say not so. It hasn't been super joyful for everyone, but we can still have the joy of the Lord. And I'll just go touch that. This grief and sorrow thing, you want to lay in it, bathe in it, live it. Have your sorrow of this hurts and wounds that happened. And uh, you're grasping that. You're grasping understanding about how grief and sorrow, you know, you need to walk out your hurt. You have to walk out your pain. You have to like, you know, see it through to have some sort of conclusion when you could just have it right away. You know, you could let it go right away. Um, but that's not a popular message today. It's not. But then when we see the joy of the Lord as our strength, joyful things don't have to be happening for us to have joy. Things can be in a terrible mess and we can still have joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, not sorrow, not pain. Let that go. You have it for as long as you want it. And that's a hard message to hear. And the world, if you love the world's message, it's because 
it's not helpful, but it gives your flesh a little bit of, 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 of relief, but it won't help you in the long run. It won't help you be powerful. It won't help you have victory. It won't help you be strong and to walk out God's plan and victory in your life. And if that offends you, well, you could go read some scriptures on offense, but talk to me. Talk to your pastors here at Celebration Life. We want you to get through. We want to see God's fullness in your life. We want to see you walk out God's plan and joy and victory, peace. And we're here to walk alongside you. And not only that, you've got the Holy Spirit with you, walking with you and in you to help you. Hallelujah. Bunny trail. But proof of listening is you're doing, actually doing what you heard. <laughs> but proof is, uh, you know, and it's okay to ask again to get clarification for instructions. Yes. Uh, but we want to see that end, end product of obedience and action in your life. And when you see and you look at people and you're like, wow, look at them. It's a product. It's the product of enacting God's word, laying aside selfish ideas, laying aside what I think his rod wants me to do. And I've never been disappointed whenever I laid my thoughts, ideas, and understanding and my plan aside and took up with his plan. It's been much more fun. It's much more fun. Now, there's the Christmas story, and angels won't be visiting you every day and coming to you. We have the Holy Spirit. They, you know, we have the Holy Spirit telling us things, you know. But we have the Holy Spirit instructing us. And now I wanted to, uh, let me, before I do, I just want to read this again in verse 24 in Matthew 1, verse 24. And then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord bid unto him and took unto him his wife. He heard the instruction, he obeyed. And we see the proof of it when we accepted Jesus as our Savior. Hallelujah. Let's go to Acts now, Acts 8. Because, you know, certainly we're not, probably going to, we're not going to have the son of God. That's not going to be our plan. We're going to do something different. We're going to have, uh, say something different. We're going to have something different happen. And so here's someone, Philip, who's walking out God's plan in his life. And so in Acts 8, we have and eight, Acts 8, 26, we have someone that's just listening and following God's instructions and obeying. It says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, and saying, Arise, and go towards the south into the way that goeth down to, from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is the desert. So he said, Get up and go over here. You know what, God? That's an instruction that I've gotten. Get up and go over there. Maybe I wasn't sleeping. Maybe I was sitting in a chair. Maybe I was driving on my way somewhere. Go, go over there. I've had that instruction. I've had it. You know, and I just follow. And so he arose and went. Oh, there you go. He went. And behold, a man of, uh, a man of Ethiopia, an Enoch, of great authority under, the Cand uh, uh, under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning and sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. 
And then the spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. And I just loved it. I read this a while back and it just jumped out at me. And Philip ran. He ran, and not only that, he ran thither. I like that. But he ran thither to him. He ran to him. The Holy Spirit said, the, the, Spirit said, the Holy Spirit said, go. And he ran and he went. Is that our first unction to run at the instruction of the Holy Spirit? We've heard Pastor Gwen, like last Sunday, she said more than once, maybe even listen to the message again, get up. She said it quite a few times. Why did she say get up? Because we're, some people are sleeping. We're all, like, I think that was a message for everyone. Get up, don't be caught sleeping. And like, you know, I'm not talking about walking around sleepwalking, like we're all up here, but we have to be up. We have to get up, be open to what the Holy Spirit's saying wherever we are in whatever we're doing to get up. We don't need to be oppressed by messaging from the, uh, anything that's going, you know, we don't have to need about COVID, about this and the world and all the messaging in the news and everything. Although it was great to be in the news and to have good news <laughs> in the news when we were featured uh, and Pastor Gwen was interviewed and they came here to see how we do church here, that we can do it safe. Oh, it was just as safe when we did it normal as now. It's always safe. But anyway, we can follow what the government says. And we can trust the safety and strong tower of the name of Jesus in our life. We don't have to come under any of that. That doesn't have to be our message. But if you're holding on to that message, I encourage you to let it go. It's not who we are. We're one flesh with Jesus. Bit more powerful and victorious over anything in this world. Amen. That's an understatement. Anyway, so, all right, we've got him and he ran. Go near and join, go into that place, go over there. And so he ran and he heard him and read the, uh, heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, understandest thou what thou readest? Do you understand what you're reading? And the Enoch said, I don't know. I know. I, I need someone to help me out here. That's me tra translating K uh, King James Version. How can I know except someone should help me out here? And he desired that Philip would come and sit with him. And the place of the scripture where he re was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, like a lamb dumb before his shearer. So opened he not his mouth. And in his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life was taken from the earth. It's talking about Jesus and Jesus laying his life down at the cross. And he didn't understand what he was saying. What, the, what Isaiah the prophet was, uh, what he was reading. And then Enoch answered Philip and said, I pray thee. Who, is, who are they speaking about? Who are they talking about? And the answer is Jesus. And then when they came on their way, they came onto a certain water. And then he preached about Jesus to the Enoch and told him all about Jesus. And then the Enoch sees this water as they're passing by and says, what do I need to do to be baptized? It's so interesting when you accept Jesus and start to have his word 
open in your life that you automatically want to do it. And here was the Enoch saying, what do I have to do to be baptized? And here he is, he goes. And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe G that Jesus is the son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the Enoch, and he baptized him. And when they were come out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip and the Enoch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found in Azo uh, Azotus and passed through and preaching into all the cities until he came to Caesarea. Wow. Sorry. The obedience that was here. And wow, Philip ran, obeyed God and was translated. Isn't that amazing? That could happen. That could happen to us today. It could. Might not need to. Might not happen. But it might. <laughs> this is so exciting. This is exciting news. That when you preach the gospel and people accept Jesus, that his word starts to unfold and grow in people's lives. Just like we see the Enoch here. He hears God's word and then he accepts Jesus. And then he wants to be baptized and it following the plan of God in his life and just keep on moving forward and moving forward and moving forward. This can happen for us too. We just have to say yes. Are we willing to hear him? Listen, jump up right away and want, run to whatever carriage that God tells us to run to. Run to a person. You can wear a mask. You can be socially distant. You can go tell them about Jesus still. There's always opportunities. There's not only that, but there's the big plan that God has for your life. And I know it's a good, it has an expected end. As it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, we have a hope. We have a future. The things of now are not our hope and future. Our future is in tomorrow. Our future is the next day. And as we look to our future in a new year, 2020 is not done yet. And we can, we can reject those curse the world wants them to be to us. They don't have to be to us. And as we walk into a new year, we can have a better year than the year we had this year. And I'm not talking COVID. We can have, we had a lovely year this year, me and my husband doesn't have to have anything to do with what's going on in the world, but how we've grown in the Lord, the revelation that we've received, the fun things that we've done at church, the ways that the Holy Spirit has helped us to have ways for people to encounter, encounter, have an encounter with the Lord. You can have an encounter at home, but we miss you. We miss you very much. If you're with us and you haven't, we haven't seen your faces in a long time, you're part of Celebration Life Church too. Please reach out. We've been doing some reaching and I've been making phone calls. The pastors have been make, making phone calls. Leadership's been making phone calls because we love you. We want, we're believing for, with you. We're standing with you. We want God's plan to be made manifest in your life and pray that that victory that we walk in, that you walk in also. It's so important to know that we're standing with you, but make sure that as we are one body, 
that we're not just doing all the reaching. Everyone needs to reach. It's so important. You have a part here. What's your part? There's a place. And you know, when you get the instruction, we get the instruction too. The leadership are, are, are looking for you. You are looking to see you grow, looking to see you use your talents, gifts, and abilities. And so it's wonderful when we hear testimonies of, oh, I went here and I did this. And we can pray and glory and rejoice with you. Don't get sleeping at home. Awake. Awake. It's important to be with people. And we have made a way, and it's a safe way, for you to come here and be with us. And sometimes it may be foolish. Like the Holy Spirit descending on Mary and creating the Son of God. Maybe. How can it be? How can it be that doing this would yield something? Oh, it always does when you listen and obey the Holy Spirit. It always does. I'm going to pray for you. We love you. Please reach out. It's so important. Tell us how your praise reports. Tell us your prayer requests. We want to believe, we're believing and standing with you. And it's, it's really great to know what we're believing and standing for with you too. So, and we don't know that sometimes, sometimes, unless you tell us. Sometimes pastors know. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the people that are in the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for the people at Celebration Life Church. I know that you have good plans for them, good things for them, that their future is bright, that we have a hope. And I thank you, Lord, that we can hear what your plans are. We can hear your instructions. We lay aside our understanding. We lay aside what we think we should do. We lay aside what we think our plans should be or how things were supposed to turn out. I thank you, Lord, that we just lay those ideas, thoughts, and beliefs down at your feet, and we pick up your word. We pick up your instruction. We pick up your words of faith and victory to stand and to walk as we stand on the rock that is Jesus, solid, strengthened, immovable, always abounding, I thank you, Lord, that your, that your victory is made manifest in, in the people of Celebration Life's church. I thank you that that's what people see, that they see your light, that they see your joy with every step that we go out. I thank you that our lights shine bright, bright as the sun. And I thank you, Lord, that we are like Philip and we go and we're able to speak and declare the word and open up your word into people's hearts and lives. And I thank you that that just as the, your word is growing in our life, that it grows in the people around us. I thank you that it's contagious. Your word is contagious and it continues to grow in our lives, in our friends, and the people that we're pouring into. I thank you, Lord. Oh, that you're made manifest in our interactions with others. And I thank you, Lord, that as we move and walk towards a new year, I thank you, Lord, that uh, we close out this year with joy, Amen. with victory, 
with peace, oh, and prosperity. And I thank you, Lord, that as we walk into the new year and see the new year unfold, I thank you for the blessings and, and opportunity that we have in the coming year. I thank you, Lord, for new ways to reach out into our community. I thank you, Lord, for new people coming to our congregation. I thank you, Lord, that, that you are preparing us to receive a mighty harvest here at Celebration Life Church. And I thank you, Lord, that we're ready, willing, and able. And when we see that growth, that we'll be able to receive it. And I thank you, Lord, that we'll see many lives change. We'll see miracles. I thank you, Lord, that, you're, that we'll see you in abundance, in victory, through each and every person here and the people that we haven't even met yet. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.